0: Phase
1: zero bonus episode number eight starts right now. Welcome to the show. It's the Morbius episode. and We're talking full spoilers. If you're watching us on video, that means you're on the new phase zero YouTube channel. The only place you could find this. If you're listening to us in podcast form, thank you very much. We love you for it. And also the phase zero community on Twitter is thriving, seeing lots of different ways to say hello in MCU gift form wow we are all nerds and it's uh, it's really something to be admired uh, i love it though i love our community i'm your host brandon davis joined today by jamie Dirac. good morning we got aaron perrine what's up guys and welcome to the show the only other comicbook.com employee who saw morbius and was <laughs> willing to talk about it spencer perry i,
2: I wish we were here under better circumstances
1: well thank you spencer for coming to the show for you wrote did you write the review did kofi write the review oh yeah you wrote there yeah so uh oh that's right because we had the meeting on wednesday and i was like spencer i i need you because jenna (laughs) our regular host here jenna is, is seeing it on saturday couldn't convince her to see it twice (laughs) see it early (laughs) on thursday uh it's spencer i'm very excited you can read spencer's words about morbius on comicbook.com slash marvel he wrote the official review we're going to go around the horn with reactions to the movie and that's where we start just a reminder this is full spoilers i have a feeling a lot of people are going to be listening to this show just to not go to the movies so (laughs) we are talking full spoilers but uh i will share my reaction uh spencer sorry but nick put you at the top of the screen which means you have to go first oh that's fine morbius um, it's terrible.
2: I don't
1: no. Know. There's no
2: other way. To, you can't sugarcoat it. Like The whole time watching the movie, I was sitting there in my mind being like, all right, when I leave, I'm going to tell the, the studio rep, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is terrible. And luckily, not only did he agree, the security guards at the screening agreed. And that's how you know a movie is bad, when the security <sighs> guards at the screening are like, wow, that was bad.
1: Yeah, uh, Jamie. Jamie, cook me. Oh, yeah.
3: Well, you know, it's funny because it's not good. Um, It is not a good movie. But I I would say, it's so funny, I'm going to say this, and people are going to be like, Jamie liked Morbius, which let's just be clear, I did not like Morbius. But I would not put it in my comic book uh, movie, Bottom Five. Um, And and I didn't hate it more than Let There Be Carnage. Um, But, uh, I mean... Yeah, it's just the script, the story. There's just not anything going on. There, It's just, but I will say, had this movie come out in 2002 in the era of Queen of the Damned and Underworld, 12-year-old Jamie would have ate
1: it up. Yes, uh, <laughs> I agree uh, with it, that. It, it was one yeah. Evanescence song away from that era. Yes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> You, sorry, I, t- I had to inject my Evanescence joke that I've been telling all my friends in person. I had to get to say it <laughs> on the show. We love it. We love a good Evanescence reference. Uh, Aaron?
4: It's funny that you should bring up Underworld because that's exactly what Ariel said as we were driving home. She's like, "That's exact. She's like, this is like FX, USA, 4 p.m., <laughs> leading into NBA games when I was in college, and that's what we used to do. But I, the genre has progressed so far since then. That it's like, wow, okay. Well, that was something. I mean, it's not like like I think it reminds me of when like I read all the reviews for Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, and I like steeled myself. I think I bought like a 48-ounce beer to roll in to <laughs> Dawn of Justice to like prepare myself. And then it was only like, oh, I didn't really like that. It wasn't like the worst movie I ever seen. It was like people are talking about like it was the room,
2: and it's not that <laughs> the room is I mean? marginally entertaining. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that- yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in that boat. Like, I don't think Morbius was good. There are parts of it that I kind of enjoyed. I don't think it's the worst movie. Like, it's getting dunked on. It's getting mocked and insulted on Twitter and in reviews. I don't think it's good. But I also don't think it's the worst movie I've ever seen by any stretch. Like, I think it's, like, just below mid. Like, it's better than Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I don't care what anybody says. I know people like those Venom movies. I'm not a fan of them, even less so, Let There Be Carnage. Like, after those movies have now aged in my mind, like they're milk and I, they're not, they're, they're sitting out in the sun to me. I don't, they, I just can't enjoy those films. And I just think Morbius is better than let there be carnage. So I am, I, I think it was the most misleading marketing campaign ever, which is so strange. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, I, I just can't, that, that to me is so strange. And that feels like maybe once upon a time, the marketing campaign was accurate. And we might have a Snyder cut ordeal here. It's in some fashion where the movie changed so much and it became a pile of uh, blood bags, but uh, ultimately, I think the movie's forgettable. I don't think it's offensively bad, but I think people are just dunking on it because it's a big movie that you can get retweets for uh, hating, and yeah. that's fine. But uh, it, it like it's just not good. It's just like I never want to see it again unless it's like literally for research purposes. Like that's the only reason I would watch it again to go find Easter eggs or figure out what's coming. Uh, but yeah, um, we are gonna go around here and make everybody do this, myself included. We all have to say one nice thing about Morbius, all right, Jamie. You know the drill. You're at the top. Tell us, tell us one thing you liked about Morbius. You can list more than one if you have more than one. Yeah, yeah. We all I gotta got to say it. something nice.
3: Um, while uh, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily think I uh, this is a praise of Jared Leto's performance, but as someone who like deeply hates his Joker and who deeply disliked House of Gucci. It is the least offensive I have found Jared Leto in a long time. I feel like he kind of was born to play a sickly vampire. Uh, <laughs> so I, I did not, I was not like, I did not spend this movie, like I spent his last couple movies wanting to rip my hair out watching his performance. So my nice thing about this movie is that I, I don't think Jared Leto was poorly cast. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah that's is that uh, nice i agree with you and i think that's that's that is that is sentiment (laughs) that uh spencer say something nice about morbius
2: the movie wastes no time making him a vampire like there there is a version of this movie that could have existed where it takes 80 minutes for him to become a vampire and he's a vampire within 30 minutes but that was a disney plus show sure yeah <laughs> but that leads to one of the funniest things about the movie to me which is they make this whole big deal about half they they have to go out into international waters because the experiment is illegal and it's just him and his associate and then there's four, four or five six guys on the ship and when they start the experiment one of them comes down and he brings a gun with him for no reason uh-huh. There's no reason for any of these men to have No, guys. we're saying
1: something nice, Spencer. We're saying something nice. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that that struck me as so hilarious
2: that there's a whole action scene that only exists because an action scene needs to happen because now he is a vampire. But that But that's another part of it is in that action scene, he slashes a guy's throat and blood spatters on the camera lens. And I thought that was kind of funny.
1: There you go. All right. Look at that. The Grinch's heart grew three times bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer's like one of the nicest people in the world too. So if he's, if he's ripping on a movie, I believe him. Uh, all right, we got we got Aaron. You're next to uh, say something nice about Morbius.
4: Uh, I got I got a couple of things. Um, there. Okay. There are there are bright spots. And even in like the weirdest circumstances, first of all, Matt Smith Unleashed, mm-hmm. uh-huh. 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 They just, he just going for it. And I'm like, oh, this is so fun. Like, He strolled onto the scene and I was like, oh, look, it's the doctor. And he's a crazy person. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they're just letting him do whatever he wants to do. He gets to wear a bunch of fancy suits, <laughs> delightful <laughs> costume design, all of that stuff, and his bizarre apartment, his bizarre nouveau riche apartment. So good job by the costume designers there. Um, I think also that there is like a sort of like, like Jamie said, this is the best, like, the, like I guess if I have a favorite Jared Little performance after Dallas Buyers Club, it's like this. Which so I was like really surprised. like, Oh, and their interplay works really well, too, with him and Matt Smith, like just banging on each other. It, it, it does kind of work in like a weird sort of way. And um, I like how they realize his powers, like the CG stuff, even though I don't know what the eternal logic of it is. I'm like, man, if you gave this to a thing where he was fighting Spider-Man with all the weird smoke and stuff, it would look visually arresting. I think you would need to define a little bit more of it, like in some mm-hmm. ways. But it did. I it's the same thing I always have. I'm like, how are you going to make this look cool? Because he's just a vampire. He's just flying around. Like, how are you going to like spice it up for people? You need to spice it up for people. So that worked. And then finally, Kevin Feige, whoever who is the actor that plays Tyrese's partner,
2: Al Madrigal.
4: Oh, uh, yeah. Bring him, have him be an MCU. And just don't mention anything else. Like just have him in there because he was really silly. He got a lot of laughs in our in our screening, so he can he can stay. He could be in the Men in the Chair series along with like you know like Cat Dennings and and like Wong and and Ned. He could be <laughs> yeah, there.
1: He would stick around Wong when when stuff gets crazy. Wong's just like y'all crazy. I'm out. <laughs> every single time. Uh, all right, I, I want to point out I thought that there, there was a sequence in this film that was like uh, the hallway scene where the lights kept changing mm-hmm. and it was oh, very yeah. horror vibe-ish. And Moon Knight's first episode actually did the same thing, the same yeah. filmmaking <laughs> trick, uh, where every time this monster gets closer, the light changes because it was a light sensor in Morbius and Moon Knight. It was just a faulty hallway as Konshu was closing in. But I thought that was a really cool sequence. I think Daniel Espinosa was not the problem. He directed this film. I think he came up like with the coolest visual way to tell a Morbius story. I think this story was just a mess. Like, I just think the story was old. Like it just was so simple. All right, two friends, one goes good, one goes bad. And And it just gets messy from there. All of a sudden he's controlling all the bats. It is completely undefined what these powers are, and, and like the sequence of him learning his powers and the ones that we can get like a grip on the like the parameters of how they work and how far they go. That was cool, but then all of a sudden he's being swept off a rooftop by the wind and he can stop himself. I don't know. It was uh, the whole. thing It was all just kind of mess. But yeah, I like the horror vibes. I like the action sequences, and I think the performances were good. I thought Audrey Arjona did a good job as Martine Bancroft. I thought Matt Smith did an excellent job as Milo. Slash Lucius, which felt like Lucius was added in the same way the name Victor was added into Fantastic Four because they realized we need to name this guy after a Marvel character, but call him Milo for the rest of the film. Um, the and Milo then... thing was really weird, like
3: the fact that he's like, we're gonna, I'm gonna start nicknaming you after all the dead kids who came before you, and then it stuck, and everyone called <laughs> him Milo, including the Doctor right. and himself, and, and I just. No, I and th- th- is that a comic? Or that
1: not no, that's not a comics thing. To okay. me, the comics thing is my... This is tinfoil hat. This isn't like insider info. I always feel like I have to clarify that when I <laughs> drop a theory like this. But I truly believe they filmed a movie calling Matt Smith's character Milo. And then somebody, whether it was Avi Arad or a Sony executive or somebody was just like, you got to name him after the comics. And so <laughs> they found a way to add those flashback sequences and name him Milo after the first kid who died next to Michael Morbius and but the, his name was actually Lucius who is hunger who follows kind of the story that we saw from this Milo in the comics hunger gets more powerful by drinking more blood and consuming more power he gets more power but like hunger actually get like gets his power from like energy like he tries to blow up a like a power generator and like all Colin the scientists. Yeah I, I don't know. <laughs> well I mean couldn't they have
2: come up with a better bad guy name cuz like Milo is just like the tamest most Francis. Th- yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's ridiculous like how Deadpool would they mock say it. Milo in this movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it seemed very clear that they were – it seemed to me like that's a situation that Fantastic Four ran into when they named yeah. him Victor Domashev and then it was like, well, that's stupid. Put in a where on a piece of paper. It says Victor <laughs> Von Doom, but we'll just call him Domyshev because we already shot the whole movie that way. So that's what I feel like happened. Um, but, yeah, that whole thing was weird. The, the kid dying. Uh, I also – like, I don't know. It when, when Jared Leto and Matt Smith were playing – people with disabilities using the crutches walking down the sidewalk streets i was like is this offensive this feels yeah. kind of weird <laughs> like i get like where i know like that every like everybody's kind of coming for actors and you know you have to have people who actually represent what they're portraying portray it and there's sometimes that's true sometimes you can get a pass because it's acting but this was one of those situations where, like i don't know i would actually like to hear people weigh in on this because i i don't know that was well, it's, and for, more often than not, that cause is justified when people say have that argument. But this one felt like, oh, this is kind of weird I'm, seeing them.
2: I'm not a differently abled person, so I, I can't really speak to that. But I feel like Same. the fact that this movie comes out five days after Coda wins Best Picture for having a, a cast that is actually deaf and hard of hearing, it makes really like just blows it up into how, how bad it is that they put yeah. this in this movie.
1: It's kind of weird. I felt kind of weird watching that scene specifically. Watching this with a doctor... Ari just said that they all looked like they were like on
4: walkers instead of like actually the prosthesis that they were using to get around which it was kind of strange and then of course after you say that to me now i'm watching the entire thing watching how they're walking it it just takes you out of it too you know like yeah. when, he, when when it started to like come back and he's like doing the whole the dave Chappelle inside the actor studio thing where his legs are like like rick james or something like and i'm just like what is going on this is very strange, <laughs> strange. why is this
1: happening it was strange, but, uh, those are, yeah, that's, I mean, there's certainly a lot to pick at in this film. Uh, we all said something nice. So now the gloves are off, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: I I every an establishing shot of the city in this movie good lord yeah, how many yeah. like just random shots of buildings are there in this movie
1: <laughs> but hey horizon labs that's a marvel comics reference that's what it so feels dumb. like it's, i do feel like a lot of the sony movies are just like if we make references to marvel comics people will enjoy it yeah. and i don't know people enjoy the venom movies they make a bunch of money so they got a sequel morbius has made money on thursday night i think it's gonna make big money this weekend but i don't know week two <laughs> might be a difference so we'll see
3: how were your theaters? Because mine was not, mine was like, I would say 20% full. It was not packed. I mean, I already. saw a
2: preview screening, but I yeah. think, there were, mm-hmm. you know, a press screening. So I think there were only 10 people. Oh. But, uh, you know, even then it was it was like there were crickets in the theater because no one was reacting to anything.
4: It was a nice throwback to a different era of cinema going because everybody felt like they could just say whatever they wanted during this (laughs) thing. Like there were multiple moments where stuff wasn't funny, but we laughed at it or people were like, no, what? Like I heard a guy go, what? No. In the background, four rows behind me. And I was like, (laughs) man, we are back in 2005.
1: I don't know how (laughs) this happened. This is great. Yeah, oh. it felt like the it felt like Ang Lee's Hulk in a lot of ways, yeah. like that oh, sort no, of origin.
2: You smirched that movie by comparing it to this.
1: Come on, <laughs> yeah. Like when, when I was in fourth grade, I loved Ang Lee's Hulk. Okay, so if this came you out, you should rewatch it's out, it. It's still really good.
3: I just revisited it and I didn't hate it.
1: At 20 years from now, nobody's gonna hate Morbius because no one will
2: remember it came out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Morbius coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer pointed out that uh, like the guys on the ship had guns, and I want to point out that every single person who died in this movie that wasn't a cop, which in like today's film culture, I feel like cops are just like they're expendable, whatever. But also, I think the, the guys who came down, the, the guys who were like the anti-pirate security guards, I guess they had to come in and make like a snarky, misogynistic comment because they were about to die the guys who came out of the club had to make snarky dickhead comments because they were about to die. So you had to make us not like every single person who was randomly about to be killed by a vampire in the most cliche type of ways, which whatever, I guess you can't just have Matt Smith as Milo, just eating people like completely randomly. They have to at least be a dick, but it was, I don't know. I thought that the tropes in this film were so cliche
2: well, it's just one of the many lazy elements of storytelling that the movie exhibits, which is like, you know, like you said, everyone that dies has to be bad, but it's like, all right, but he's already the bad guy. So shouldn't he be killing nice people? Well, he, he did. did. The, he killed nurse. the
4: nurse. Yeah. He yeah.
2: Killed the nurse. Yes, That's he true. Had two yeah. kids. But then by the, the end, he's just mother. killing other bad people and and they don't yeah. add anything. And, you know, it's
1: maybe he was sucking up bad energy and getting worse himself maybe so and it's, and it's actually genius writing <laughs> uh, okay we got to talk about the trailer differences obviously in the trailers we see jared leto in a jailbreak scene with toby mcguire spider-man i believe as it appeared in the playstation 4 game on a wall plastered with murderer across it not in the movie vulture seemed to be part of the jailbreak there is a scene with adrian tombs and michael keaton and michael keaton in his prison jumpsuit uh not in the movie and there's just also other shots from the trailers that are not and that's not uncommon but they knew that putting spider-man in a trailer or putting adrian tombs which is an mcu tie the biggest movie franchise in the world in the trailer is a marketing tool that puts butts in seats And they were not in the film. I don't know if they were ever in the film. It would seem that they were and that the changes took them out. I just got off the phone with Daniel Espinosa right before we recorded this. And I asked him, like, what happened with those? And he said, uh, you know, when you make a movie, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the exact quote yet. I got to transcribe it. But he said uh, something along the lines of like, you know, when you make a movie like this, everything I thought should be in the film was in the film. And it's, I don't know. It's just like, well, he said, he said, I don't make the trailers. There are other people who make trailers. So it seems maybe Sony marketing just said, we own Spider-Man, throw him in the trailer, make a Mysterio reference by calling him a murderer. It's a separate universe, but whatever, it'll put butts in seats and they'll realize that after they see it. Like, that just feels so misleading and wrong to me. It's one thing to have Hulk and Wakanda in the Infinity War trailer, but Hulk was in the movie. Like, that was an act. I don't know. They feel different. (laughs)
3: I'm I saw this movie for Michael Keaton. That's I was here for Michael Keaton. And uh, I'm so I asked Spencer. I, I messaged Spencer yesterday. I was like, can you just like let me know how much Keats I can expect? And when he told me he was only in the credit scene, I was like, Oh no, I convinced Tony to go with me because Tony and I have watched at least one Michael Keaton movie every month since we started dating. So it was like March thirty first, we gotta get a Keats in. And uh, and then Spencer <laughs> told me and I was like <laughs> Oh no. And I, I literally told Tony and I have a picture of, of the moment I told him and he just looks utterly devastated. it's <laughs> only the credit scene. It's so upsetting. How are you gonna put the man in the trailer and then he's the credit scene?
2: Well, not yeah. only that, but they they I I went back and rewatched what they dubbed Morbius' final trailer, which was released about five weeks ago. Sure. And it is full of stuff that is not in the movie at all. Not only just Keaton stuff, but like stuff of him, you know, of Leto in character that is just, it's not in the movie.
1: I want to know what happened to this. I just want to know. It seems
2: like a, like we were sort of alluding to before a Fantastic Four 2015, a New Mutants situation of they had this movie, they realized it stunk, maybe COVID hit and they couldn't do a lot of reshoots. And so they just had to put out what they had.
1: I, I actually I asked Espinosa as well. I said, "Was there ever going to be a Spider-Man in this movie?" And he told me they started making this while it while they didn't know if there was going to be another Spider-Man when Marvel and Disney and and uh, Sony were not were on like fallout terms. So that's when they started this movie. I personally think that this was going to be one of those MCU adjacent. We're not saying it's not the MCU, even if Disney doesn't embrace it. We're just acting like it is because we can legally do that kind of technically and only reference our own characters. And then the deal got reworked and Spider-Man no way home was a massive success. And they got confidence in building their own universe and reworked the MCU adjacent stuff to just say, okay, this is outright our universe. And let's cut all the other stuff. Like it feels like we had cut the jailbreak scene, reshot something with Michael Keaton for the post credits. And this is where we landed, which, and added the Milo stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does that, and that's all tinfoil hat. I don't know. I think maybe one day we'll find out. <laughs> like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, I always have to put the disclaimer because, like, I know. I, We could that could end up a story somewhere or tweet somewhere if we say it. And I appreciate that everybody trusts me. That's why I want to clarify.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We're just adding stuff to BD's conspiracy board of other weird Marvel mysteries. This is a very small corner of it, but it belongs over there too. Cause it does absolutely feel like there were at least two different versions of this script, maybe three like there's a lot of change that goes along with it i know you just got done or you're filming that whole thing about how the post-credit scenes function and how that just
1: absolutely function. is like what <laughs> Yo, okay sir let's talk about the post-credit scenes okay. they don't make any sense no they don't make any sense so i, I just filmed a video on this it's going to be on the phase Zero youtube channel shortly after this video is published where i Go into it in short detail. This is where we're going to go into it in long detail. This doesn't make sense. Spider-Man No Way Home had characters from other universes come to the MCU if they knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Okay, we'll go with that. That's the rules that you're establishing here. Venom came in. We're all like, wait, what? Why? Okay, we can justify that in something you don't tell us, but the comics do. Venom has a high vine. We can make that stretch and say it's a multiverse thing where one Venom, one symbiote knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man. You can even say it's Topher Grace, whatever. And that's why it came to the MCU. Spider-Man No Way Home Happens. Doctor Strange casts a spell that makes everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And everyone from the other universes goes back to their universes. So all the villains are gone. Venom goes back. Doc Ock goes back. Electro goes back. Toby and Andrew go back to their universes. Why... Does Adrian Toomes leave the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Does Happy Hogan leave the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Doctor Strange, Peter Quill, Mantis Drax, everyone who ever met Peter Parker and knew that he was Spider Man? Do we have another Thanos snap situation where people are just disappearing from the universe? And they're like, that's like now in the MCU, you can only presume, and I don't think we'll ever see this because it's best if they just don't address it. Does somebody just walk into the jail cell and see that he's gone and like figure like Adrian Toomes is missing? It doesn't make sense for him to go there. Even less sense is that he has a vulture suit. Daniel Espinosa said in the Twitter thread on Cinema Blend that it's a different vulture suit because he can't, because that vulture suit is made of Chitari tech, which didn't happen. The Battle of New York that provided the Chitari tech did not happen in this other universe. So somehow Adrian Toomes got out of prison, or he got out of prison because he's not a criminal in this universe, and then he had the friends to make a new vulture suit immediately, and meet up with Morbius and seemingly form a Sinister Six. Does this, does this, can anybody make this make sense?
4: Was Liz, Jamie, you're the homecoming person here. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, was Liz, she was a senior, right? She wasn't from some other school. She was just, she was just in the MCU the entire time. Like they had known her or whatever. Well, they moved to Oklahoma. They moved to Oklahoma. The, the, I, the something,
3: yeah. They're like Oregon or an O state, uh, the mom and the, cause uh, he didn't want them there for the trial. So they left. So what? So I. It's unclear if like she was snapped or anything because yeah, it wasn't that she graduated. It's that she moved.
4: Oregon is in the Sony universe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Any okay. you know? I mean,
2: that's,
1: like, is is Adrian originally from a different universe? Is that like how they're saying? That's the only that? way it
2: can make that's, sense, but Oregon. that would be stupid. Oregon <laughs> is in the Sony universe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he was just like a normal Joe trying to like like it's you know it's yeah. like ah my brain hurts. They just they just did Keith so dirty. Yeah. They, they finally
1: almost- found a way to do something that makes less sense than the eight years later later title card at oh, the start of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, man.
2: Oh
3: no. <laughs> that man like what a dumb mistake to make. <laughs>
2: But the also, EG isn't thing. this the, the like, third time that Sony has tried to do a post-credit scene that implied the Sinister Six was on the way? Because like, even though Amazing Spider-Man 2 is, is a separate franchise in its own universe, they, they ended that movie with the Sinister Six tees. They ended Homecoming with the Sinister Six tees. And now they're ending Morbius with the Sinister Six tees. You're talking about three different universes where Sony wants to do the Sinister Six, and they have never been able to do it. And it's not going to
1: happen. I'll put it, you know, clip it right now. It's not going to happen.
4: Somebody will. I, I
1: mean, well, that's the thing is that Jared let us do all these interviews and talking about Tom Holland, and they have to have a crossover <laughs> with Tom Holland. And to me, it's like very obvious. This is not setting up a crossover with Tom Holland. It's probably Andrew Garfield, which is the only possible saving grace here. Not that the Amazing Spider-Man movies are good, but Andrew Garfield is great. Get a filmmaker and a script, and let them actually make their movie. Don't cut it up or cut fake trailers or change it because you because all these things. Change. I, the only way that this ever makes any sense is if you set up a Sinister Six movie with Andrew Garfield and Adrian Toomes could presumably believe that Andrew Garfield is Peter Parker because he doesn't remember Peter Parker. So you could get away with that. It's the only thing that makes sense. And I think that that's what it's leading to. But it's so strange. Every interview with comic book, with Screen Rant, with uh, like everybody I've seen. Jared Leto says, I want to fight Tom Holland as Morbius. And that seems like a talking point answer that they gave him. Just say Tom Holland. Just say Tom Holland. It might be true, obviously, that he might be he might genuinely want to cross over with Tom Holland. I, hell, if I was Jared Leto, I'd be down for either of them, to be honest. And Give me any of the three. It's a money-making movie right there. But it doesn't seem like this is setting up a Tom Holland Sinister Six movie, unless Sony's pulling Tom Holland out of the MCU. But I don't think Tom Holland wants to do that, because when they had the split that Espinosa referenced, Tom was on the phone with Disney saying, like, I want to do this. Like, please make this work. I don't want to go. I don't feel so good. Yeah, I don't want to go
3: who, who, Who's want to go from the MCU to Sony? I feel like they tricked Keats They're, they're like, this man's 70 He's not paying attention to these. how bad wow. these Sony movies are Let's just sneak him over And Keats was like, okay I'm also coming back as Batman So it's like, I'm just going to have my fun, good time And get paid uh, Because I'm a sexy 70 year old And I can do what I want And that, he does look really good Like but that's not the point Yeah um, <laughs> I just, I really, genuinely feel like my man's was tricked.
4: <laughs> the Jamie I mean, with the, the elder tricks. abuse open, dear God.
2: <laughs> that's the only saving grace, right, for these post credit scenes, is that like at least Michael got paid. Michael, yeah, paid, yeah. Michael Morbius, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it just doesn't. And the reshoot, like they're the credit scenes, just feel like the obvious reshoot. Like that scene in the desert felt like a Porsche commercial.
2: <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> And also, Leto clearly wasn't talking to anyone in when he like, I don't I don't remember what his line is except for he's like, "Oh, that sounds interesting," or "Count me yeah. in," or whatever. But it's like he's clearly not even looking at a person when he says this line. It, it's yeah. You know, for someone that's won an Academy Award, he he's 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 not good at acting in this movie, especially in the post credit scene.
1: I mean, it just feels like they threw that together. And then also, obviously, Vulture was CGI'd and Michael Keaton was never on set for that. Yeah. Like the ADR and that just felt like rushed. I don't know. It just felt like, I don't know. I, I, you have a standard, you have an expectation for these things. And then it just seems like some of this movie was just cobbled together and had so long to do it. But it feels like at the last minute, they made so many changes. And it suffered for it. And I hate saying that because I know people work hard on these things. Like I'm not friends with Jared Leto. I'm not friends with the director, Daniel Espinosa, but they're people who take pride in this and have to wake up and read the reviews and read what people are saying about it. As somebody with like a minuscule little percentage of the followers that they have, it sucked reading people being dicks about you. So I yeah. can't imagine when it's professional people and colleagues and millions of people just being rude or being mean like it, but they have to be honest. So it's like, it, I don't root for these things to be bad. Y'all know I was rooting for this movie. Phase Zero audience has seen me week in and week out say these trailers are dope. I believe this movie could be good, and now I'm wrong. Well, you you kept being like we're gonna drag you. It's
3: like I wanted you to be right too because I agree. I, I don't. I didn't want this movie to be bad. I just knew. I just knew in my heart of hearts it was going to be. So I did not have your optimism. But uh, but I, I, but I respect it. I'm not gonna sit here and be like. Ugh. You're an idiot because that's you're just, you're just that's, a, a positive dude who was hoping for the best, and I respect that.
1: That's what the audience wants. The audience wants to see you cook my ass. <laughs> like, I don't have it in
3: me because I, I think, because like a minuscule fraction of Jared Leto's followers, I have minuscule followers of, of BD, and I get and I sometimes get it, and it's and I don't like it. I don't like what people are mean to me. Who yeah. does?
1: It's um, it's true. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Can I ask you
4: guys, like, a, a philosophical question? Because we yeah. talked about this before with with respect to the Sony and how they're building all this stuff. Does anybody else feel like this is this seems like we're heading for another walk before you can, like, run before you can walk thing or, like, fly before you can walk thing. Where wouldn't the rational decision be to just announce Amazing Spider-Man 3 or whatever you're going to call it and then... Literally cup your hand to your ear like Hulk Hogan in 1986 as all the cheering from the internet rolls in and then build it where you retail or do whatever you're going to do with him and then address all this villain stuff. It feels like we're putting the cart before the horse again. It seems like mm-hmm. we're doing the exact same thing. Like, did we just fall into a, a time portal ourselves? Did we get thrown oh, this- back to our universes through the screens yeah.
1: of call? Shoot. It feels a lot like what happened to Zack Snyder's movies. And I like Zack Snyder's DC movies. I like man of steel. I like Batman vs Superman ultimate edition. I really, really like Zack Snyder's justice league. Say what you will about it. I know controversial take here, but I really like those films and it seems he was making the movies he wanted to make. And he was the central person over there and the studio had a different plan, obviously, and they cut and mashed and screwed up his, his movies And I mean, I think a four hour movie was never going to be released in theaters anyway, so that's a different story. But I do think that that seems to be the case, what has happened with Morbius. I feel like it may have happened with Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And here we are in the situation where you're not building towards one thing because you have a bunch of cooks in the kitchen and maybe Avi Arad is heavily involved with all of these. But it doesn't seem everything kind of streamlines and gets approved by one person the same way Marvel has kind of Kevin Feige oversee everything, at least to keep everything consistent. Whether you love the MCU or you hate it, you can't argue that they have established a hell of a continuity and earned their place to like do Thanos, to do Kang the Conqueror, and all this stuff that is consistent. And this just isn't doing that.
2: Well, I think uh, putting the cart before the horse is basically their motto over at Sony for when they're building <laughs> these franchises. Because, you know, look, I'm a big Dark Tower reader, and oh, they pulled the same shtick with the Dark Tower movie that they did that they did here with Morbius. The, this connectivity to the other Spider-Man movies, this sort of promise of like, all right, you got this one, but like, we're, the next one is going to be the really good one, and then and then there's not a next one because this one was so bad.
3: You know, I feel like we yeah. don't talk enough about the fact that, um, like, we're like, we want the air cut, we want the Morbius cut, whatever, that, that Justice League is such a unique, different thing because Snyder left the film because his daughter passed. Like, I, I feel like no one else, he, he deserved that chance to get his his version because something tragic happened and he had to leave the production. That is not the case for the rest of these movies where people are calling for a new version and a different version. And I, I think that like the internet has collectively forgotten that, that that's the case here.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I it like, <laughs> I don't know where to even go with this from here. Like, <laughs> it's just, it seems we have talked about this to the, the senselessness I, of the post-credit scenes, the senselessness of the universe.
4: Are y'all worried about Craven? Because I'm starting to yes. get a little worried about Craven. Little I, little
2: worried.
3: I've not even registered that movie in my brain as a thing. There's I like
2: a teeny I tiny Easter egg. Did you spot it?
1: There was the Russian gentleman reference. Well,
2: no, that's not what I saw. I saw someone was reading a newspaper, and at the top of the newspaper it said the chameleon's big escape, and it had a photo uh, yeah. of the jail. Mm. So yeah, I mean, black cat well, that, is an important thing. The thing too, is, right? is like, will that even play into Morbius at all? Or is that just them being like, we own chameleon, put chameleon on some of the production design somewhere?
1: I mean, that's what I think happens. I don't think they sure. I think that like I mean, here's the thing. We give Marvel Studios a lot of credit. When Iron Man 2 said like Project Exodus, Pegasus, and Goliath, they didn't know Pegasus was gonna tie into Captain Marvel. They didn't right. know they were gonna get to Bill Foster with Goliath, they just threw some stuff in there and ended up working. And now I think a lot of people think you would just throw these kind of references and names out there and people are going to eat it up because you reference something from the comics. Now, like I think the expectation is just higher. The bar is higher where people want stuff that's going to pay off. And we just don't trust these are going to pay off. You don't need uh, chameleon, rhino, craven, uh black cat and all these characters referenced on daily bugle newspaper headlines in every scene of this film because we're just like are we even going to get there you know it's so but if it, it's interesting because on the flip side, if that was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Marvel Studios made that and we saw like Namor's pissed off over an earthquake, everybody's like, oh, they did the thing! They're doing the thing! <laughs> so it is uh, interesting. But I think yep. it's just that they've earned a bit of trust that sure. the Spider-Man universe that Sony's delivering has not. But I don't know, maybe 20 I, years I think, from now. But,
2: but that's sort of the problem with a movie specifically like Morbius uh, is that, you know, at its core, it's coming from almost a deeply cynical point of view from the studio where they're like, if we put these things in there, the fans will like it. And But that's the only thing they think about is like fans like the window dressing, so give them window dressing. But you need more than window dressing. You need a store inside the window that is worth shopping at.
4: Got you got a business to the opportunity kids. there spencer watch you <laughs> corner of the bar get in early just windows that's it that's right. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> it's
3: Spencer's like the universal studios market. like downtown area or in, Her, in area. <laughs> Where, as a kid i was like why can't i go inside of there
1: <laughs> spencer with the big brain on today's show <laughs> i love it well There's i think that's that- all I, I want to say
3: one thing because it was my favorite slash least favorite line of the movie. I like cackled. Uh, and when he, go, when he goes, I'm hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. And I'm like, I know what you did just then. <laughs> and it
1: wasn't funny. He uh, There was also the school for gifted children. And I was like, you sons of guns thought you were slick. You thought we wouldn't notice, but we did.
2: Well, and then the bit when he's like, for some reason, he encounters a uh, counterfeiting ring, and somehow retrofits it into a lab. But before that, he he says to somebody, "I am Venom," and it's like, why would Do he it? know that Venom says that
1: to other people? Yeah, that was improvised. I Leto
3: ad that. Yeah. So? why is and it, it was, in the movie? Yeah, it was
1: <laughs> because I, they don't I, care. I, they mm-hmm. don't care. Plain and simple. They. I just think that th- that they just don't care over there what makes sense they just care what sells a few tickets there if they do a sinister six it doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense they're doing it so this is just the the we care a little bit less universe and i don't think that applies to jared leto or daniel espinosa or andy circus or tom hardy i think it's the bottom line the people who care about the bottom line dollars but I think that's
2: probably the difference in Morbius and the Venom movies is that at least Tom Hardy is like performing. He's like, even if you don't like it, he's like visually captivating because he's doing something. He's he's doing something weird with his body. He's doing a weird voice. He's getting tater tots thrown at him by an alien. <laughs> that's <laughs> why <what> I <laughs> love the first but, Venom. he's no, no, just... not doing anything. He was
1: drinking blood bags all day. What? He's drinking them like my nephew drinks apple squeezers.
2: <laughs>
4: Somebody, please tell me how much they spent on either electric blue Gatorade or electric blue Kool Aid during, the course of course, this movie and the set design, production time. Please, someone, let me know because it can't taste good either. You probably feel like John Cena on empanadas. It probably
2: stinks <laughs> after
1: a while. <laughs> <laughs> I personally didn't have a big problem with Jared Leto's performance. Like, I thought it was fine. It didn't do anything that made it like memorable. There isn't this sense of like, oh, only Jared Leto could have done that. Wow. But right. it isn't like, well, he sucked. This was bad. I'm just like, I'm indifferent. I'm not going to remember it. I don't really care if I see Morbius again. If I do, oh, that's cool. I anymore. hope it's better. <laughs> I, I, I recommend
3: know. having three drinks beforehand because that really uh, boosted my experience.
1: I'm, I'm absolutely going to do that. I had to sit in a movie theater completely by myself to watch this. I was like, can I at least bring my girlfriend? Like, it's just literally seeing a movie with anyone makes a movie better. And they were like, no, you're seeing it early. So you have to go by yourself. I was like, oh. Well, I,
2: wow. I saw it in IMAX. And the one good thing was they played the <laughs> Spider-Verse 2 trailer before oh, the movie. Nice. So I got to see that in IMAX. And I was like, this That's
1: is cool. awesome. <laughs> nice. Amazing that those can be so good. And come from the same studio. But this one just feels like it got chopped and screwed up by, you know, just a myriad of factors. And ultimately, they decided we want to do the Amazing Spider Man 3 with Andrew Garfield and the Sinister Six. And this is our way to do it. And that's what it feels like to me. It's obviously not confirmed yet, but I think it's inevitable that they're trying to do that. Whether Andrew Garfield signs on, I think he's smart to just be like, well, let me see the script first. And let me see that that's what we're doing, and I think that's what's happening. As much as Jared Leto wants to say Tom Holland, I don't see this being a Tom Holland movie as as a Morbius sequel personally. And that's 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 all I got to say about that.
2: I'd be surprised if you ever saw Jared Leto as Morbius again.
1: Yeah. Wow. 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 I think Spencer's yeah. right about
3: that.
1: Kind of, yeah, I could. Yeah, honestly, I can't. I can't say I think we will. The, I just think it all hinges on Andrew Garfield at this point. To be completely honest with you. And if you're Andrew Garfield and you see this fifteen percent review score, does do you do you 15? do it? Fifteen? It's at fifteen right now. It Aaron. is
3: not worse than Cats. I'm I- surprised I it has two that.
1: digits in its score. Well, that's the thing. I, it, I just I don't think this is like a, the worst movie. It's just very forgettable. Like it's just there's really so few things that are like particularly good or stand out that like it overall is not good. But I don't think it's the worst movie ever. So this is not This year. Is it the worst movie I've seen this year? Hold on, let me check my list. Um cuz even uh, as bad as the New Texas yeah, Chainsaw is. is,
2: I think it's worse than the New Texas Chainsaw.
1: You I love horror it's... movies though.
4: Yeah. You love horror like movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's much
3: worse than the 355. Ooh,
1: there's like a considering there's like a considerable gap I love you so for me. Thing. For 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 Morbius and then the movie above it, I haven't seen the three five five yet, but there, Morbius is at the bottom of my list, and like all the rest of them, I would say were pretty good. It's it's below Uncharted, it's below, yeah, yeah.
3: It's not the you know I've watched worse movies this year. They just sure. didn't come out this year. Like I watched uh, Hannibal Rising, that was pretty bad.
1: <laughs> <Baby>. oof. <laughs> well, here we go. That's it. Morbius. We all loved it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a it's yeah. a movie. It has a beginning and an end. It does it. What if uh, you, what if, I'm imagining like a different
4: universe where instead of like leaning into the Spider as they just let him be like a vampire. And had it be like a vampire movie from the similar era, and then just stunt cast like other people. And by other people, I mean like very, very skinny, skinny white dudes with stringy hair to like be the other vampires in it. It would be a much better thing. You stunt cast, you just give Robert Pattinson all the money in the world. You give Timothy Chalamet all the money in the world and have them bicker amongst themselves and and flora rough, ruffle shirts. And boom, (laughs) we're having a different discussion right now instead of trying to do what you're
2: describing is what we do in the shadows. Yeah,
4: yeah,
2: (laughs) absolutely what's wrong with that, <laughs> just <gonna> watch that. <laughs>
4: it's on hulu right now Go watch oh, that wow.
1: please do well yeah. everybody uh please let us know your thoughts on morbius drop them in the phase zero twitter community hit us up on twitter leave them in the youtube comment section thank you so much for joining us uh and if we saved you money on a ticket through this you're welcome uh jamie any parting words for today's show
3: yeah, two quick plugs, uh, as soon as I hang up on this podcast, I'm heading over to Anaheim to WonderCon. So if you're listening to this today, uh, when we recorded it, come say hi to me at WonderCon, uh, uh, I'm doing socials for comic book. Also it's April 1st, Charlie Ridgely and I are starting Cage Month. Every day this month, we are watching a different Nick Cage movie. Uh, today is Valley Girl. Join us, on our, we started our own community. Uh, I'm gonna plug it in the phase zero community so you can find it. Uh, we are doing two watch parties. Face off on April 9th and Ghost Rider on oh. April 16th on Twitter. So uh, keep an eye out. Enjoy uh, Nick Cage month.
1: Uh, unbearable weight is upon us. I can't wait for everybody to see that movie. That's that might be my. I think it's my number two of the year so far. Spencer, well, like, parting words.
2: Like Jamie said, it's April 1st, so everything we just said, April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the fun Runner. Jared Leto is going to win both Academy Awards. Uh, <laughs>
1: He's going to win every Academy Award. <laughs>
2: He's going to win every category. It <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> best and- best short, Doc Short. Everything. Yeah. Morbius. All of them. All
4: of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm at Subway Corner on Twitter. This has been really delightful. Um, I would say shout out to Tyrese, who we did not mention this entire time. And probably G- <laughs> what a waste <laughs> of Tyrese. Stoic, stoic, generic FBI agent uh, imaginable.
1: But he just found out he's in the movie. Oh man, <laughs> he's well, just the first, like,
2: like photos of him, like in a, like a, a misty forest set. Is that like he, yeah. Not in the movie,
1: not in the movie. <laughs> it's not in the Oh, you watch the trailer? That's a different movie. Oh, my
2: God. They should play the trailer before the movie so that we can <laughs> everything that's not in it.
3: Oh, oh right. I well. also say uh shout out to Spencer for
1: uh joining Yeah, well, thanks yes. guys thanks thanks for much me. love to <laughs> Spencer. We're gonna have to get you back on the show. Thank you so much for uh joining us. Jamie, have a blast at WonderCon. Aaron, I don't know what you're doing this weekend. I hope it's fun, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to Jim Viscardi's birthday party tomorrow, so that's my weekend and WrestleMania. Hit me up if you want to talk more at Brandon Davis That's our Amen. show so subscribe to the YouTube sure. channel. Uh bye. Uh,